When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Wolfpacker Show. My name is Ethan McDowell, and I am here with Noah Fleischman. NC State plays Clemson this week at Carter Finley Stadium, 2 p.m. on the CW Network, and we're here to break it all down. We're going to get in depth about that. We're going to talk about Noah's trip to Charlotte this week for Basketball Media Days. But before we do all of that, a very, very quick housekeeping note. We're both reporters for the Wolfpacker.com, that is NC State's site on the On3 Network. Um, right now, it is only $1 to join the Wolfpacker.com for one month. But also, it's such a big game, such an exciting week for NC State football, we also cut the price of an annual subscription in half. So 50% off an annual subscription to join the Wolfpacker.com. That is premium access to team scoops, recruiting info. I just posted a big, important visitor note for this weekend. NC State's hosting a transfer portal visitor this weekend. And it is only $1 to see that right now. Go check it out on the wolfpacker.com. Noah and I are, have published an absurd amount of articles just this week alone. Some good reading in there. Go check it out after you listen to this podcast. All right, Noah, let's not waste time. Let's dive right into it. It's textile bowl week. This is an important week. Last time Clemson was in town, it was maybe the headlining win of Dave Doran's tenure at NC State, a dramatic double overtime win over the Tigers in 2021, just a thrilling game. And uh, man, like the, the, the team wants to bring that excitement into, in, into this week. Last year against Clemson, it was a little bit of a letdown. It was that top 10 matchup ended in a you know close loss, but you know, it, NC State's and Clemson are in different spots this year. They're both four and three coming into the season, coming off of ACC losses to two teams in Miami and Clemson, respectively, that are contenders right now in the ACC. Right now, NC and Clemson aren't that, but this is a statement game for both of them. So, Noah, just right off the bat, your initial thoughts on um, kind of just where where you're at with NC State, just how you're feeling about the team going into the matchup with Clemson. Yeah, I think these two teams are very, very similar. Um, when you look at how they're playing, NC State, very up and down year. Clemson's in the same boat. Both teams have aspirations to be at the top of the ACC, especially, you know, with no divisions and things like that. It makes the path a lot easier for NC State. Clemson's used to being at the top, you know, the ACC, playing for that title game every year. Neither team really in a position to, to make it there, you know, this year at, at this point. But when you look at this game, it's two teams that look to get look the same. NC State trying to, you know, They've had almost two weeks to think about their loss to Duke by the time they get out to the game. And they want to get rid of that bad taste in the mouth. Um, and they've got a great Clemson team coming in. You know, anytime someone beats Clemson, it's a big deal, even if it's a down year for them. Uh, it, Dave Dorn's one and eight against Clemson all time. So I think, you know, he would like to get another win under his belt. Yes, Clemson is four and three, but I think any win over Clemson, if your NC State is a good win, no matter what their record is, even if they came in 0 and 7, still think it's you know it's a good win, not too far away down there in South Carolina. So 
We'll see. But I think both teams trying to shake bad losses. Um, you know, NC State's offense didn't do anything at Duke. Clemson's offense lost in the game in overtime at Miami. So we'll see which which team kind of comes out. You know, fire, I'm sure we'll talk about it more. But Clemson's off to their worst, you know, have their most ACC losses since 2010. And there's still five games to play. Yeah, but, um, you know, take our word for it. That, mean, that does not mean Clemson's going to roll over here. It's still a strong team. Um, let's start with the offensive side of the ball, um, which, you know, that offense, it starts with um, 100% Will Shipley and Phil Moffa, a two-man backfield that um, just both of them are playmakers. Will Shipley, if you're an NC State fan, you probably know Will Shipley. It was a very, very contested recruitment for, you know, he was one of the top recruits in the country out of, um, you know, the Charlotte area, and um, he picked Clemson. Well, since he's gotten there, he's had a really good career. This year he leads the team with 494 rushing yards and um, and a few touchdowns to go along with 100 receiving yards and two more scores. He also returns kicks for them. He is probably the best all-purpose back in the ACC. So he's someone to contend with. And then, um, you know, his uh, you know running mate in the backfield, um, Phil Moffa. I mean, he's averaging 6.2 yards per carry this year. He has 355 yards to, for himself and four touchdowns. So it's a really talented backfield. Uh, Shipley's longest run, weirdly enough, he's an explosive guy, but um, his longest run is only 21 yards. But they still have that home run hitting ability with Moffa, who has broken off a 49-yarder earlier this year. So it's going to start with um, defending the run for NC State as, um, you know, it feels like it has every game this season because NC State has had to play some great running backs. But um, they're going to have, you know, their hands full in the A-gap and, you know, stopping this run. And uh, then you have to contend with um, Cade Klubnik, the superstar sophomore quarterback who, you know, he, he's had a interesting season. Like it hasn't been bad at all right he, he has um 13 touchdowns and three interceptions um completing 63.5 percent of his passes and the you know the tigers average 258 passing yards per game like that's not bad at all um he does have a fumble problem though which we're going to get into that we're going to talk about um turnovers a lot today but um clemson as a whole and especially Klubnik have fumble issues and that that's why it boils down to if you're looking at nc state's defense noah Like they have to get pressure, but if you look at the numbers, they can't really afford to do so by blitzing. Let let, let me explain that. So on 109 dropbacks while blitzed, he's completing 61.9% of his passes for five touchdowns, zero interception. So when, when Clemson picks up the blitz, well, gives Klubnik some time to identify the one-on-one matchups or Klubnik, who is a very mobile quarterback, He's able to scramble outside and, you know, extend plays. He's playing pretty well. However, when the pocket is collapsed, when he doesn't have time to throw, on 94 dropbacks, he's completing 37% of his passes, two touchdowns, and three interceptions. All three of those interceptions this year have come under pressure. So, NC State's going to have to find a way to, um, you know, pressure without blitzing. He's rushing three or four guys. And um, they've gotten pressure doing that before this year. So it'll be interesting. Uh, Noah, just from what you've seen from Clemson, just what's your opinion on their offense so far? 
it's got the capability of being really good. They have, you know, really good players and things like that. Just times doesn't work out right. You know, the end of Miami game, Kate Klubnik tried to do a little bit too much, tried, you know, basically pulled the ball on a run and tried to take it himself and it got stopped. So things like that happen. But Dabba Sweeney said he's going to stick with, with Kate Klubnik. He's, you know, one of their, you know, best players on the team. We've already talked about him. But he does lead the country. You know, we talked about fumbles being a problem. He leads the country in total fumbles this year with eight. So that just that just shows, you know, it's almost one a game at this point. Um, so something to keep an eye on. He puts the ball on the ground. They do do a decent job at picking the ball back up when they do, you know, fumble it. But I think that's that's something. So NC State's defense, you talk about being able to create pressure without blitzing. Red Hibbler is a guy who's created a lot of pressure off the edge. I think we'll see him, you know, be, be called in that situation. Their whole defensive line has done a really good job of creating pressure, you know, so I think that that's going to be where this game could be won if they can get in the backfield and still drop seven or eight guys and, and play the pass and be able to get pressure just as with minimal with minimal guys running after the quarterback. Yeah, and um, it's also worth noting with Clemson's offense is that um, Antonio Williams is not expected to play. He's um, probably their best receiver, but he's only played in four games so far this year. He, he has um, 17 catches for 192 yards in those games. So, um, you know, productive receiver when he plays, but um, I don't think he's expected to play against um, against NC State. So that, that's worth monitoring. But uh, then, you know, they have um, a really talented player in Tyler Brown to step up, who's their leading receiver this year, 29 catches for 391 yards and a couple touchdowns. So, you know, it's, it's Clemson, right? There's talent. There always is. There all, there's always going to be. Um, but missing Antonio Williams for an offense that hasn't been that explosive um, is worth monitoring, right? So let's switch focus to the other side of the ball. Oh, wait, actually, before we do so, one quick note is, and in-state fans are not going to love to hear this, um, Clemson's tight end is really good. Um, Jake um, Brenningstool, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. Um He's a really talented player, and let me tell you, after watching the Miami game, Cade Klubnik trusts this guy. He'll just throw it up and say, hey, Jake, go make a play. And he lines up all over the formation. They'll have him out wide, too. And, um, you know, he, he has 23 catches for 251 yards and three touchdowns. That includes a long of 50 yards, so he's a deep threat as well. Um, yeah, instead has not defended tight ends well this season. Uh, that's been very well documented on this podcast and probably any other podcast you listen to. Um, I'm sure that that was a focus of the team over the bye week is how can we shore up this? But, um, you know, it, it's concerning to see a playmaking tight end on the other team when, um, you know, instead has struggled to stop, you know, very solid tight end so far this year. And I'm sure even teams that haven't used, hadn't used tight ends that much, like Louisville or um, Duke, like they 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 um they schemed up some stuff to get their tight ends involved and take advantage of those weaknesses against the pack. So it's like to see him pretty active, and we'll see how um, NC State safeties handle that and covering him during this matchup. Okay, now switching over to um, Clemson's defense. No, I'll give you the first look here. Just, um, from just looking over, you know, Clemson's defense is always solid. It always has a ton of talent. Um, from what, looking through 
their unit? What have you seen from the Clemson defense? Clemson's defense is, is good against the pass. I mean, when you look at it, they're giving up 172 yards to the air. That's, you know, about 5.4 yards per catch. Um, and, and they're playing well. Um, they're they're getting takeaways, and their offense is, you know, being able to, to capitalize on that. They scored 49 points already off takeaways this year. So that's going to be, I think, key for NC State is to, you know, keep the ball in their hands and to be able to move the ball on the ground because Clemson's rushing defense is, is giving up 104 yards, so it's not a lot of yards. But it's also not, like, you know, something that you're going to be discouraged. It's not, you know, one of the top in the country that's giving up, you know, 40 yards a game on the ground. So I think that's something to keep an eye on. And and teams on third down aren't having much success, 36% um, on third down against this defense. So it's going to be really, for, for NC State's offense, is you want to keep third down really manageable. You know, third and three, third and four, to have your chance, a really good opportunity of, you know, converting and moving. Because if it's third and long and they're behind the sticks like they were at Duke a lot, it's, it's not going to go well. You know, this isn't yeah. as good defense as Duke, but it's also – not, you know, one of the worst defenses in the ACC. He's still in that top half of, of the ACC defenses as a whole. So I think it's going to come down to, you know, keeping the ball, you know, in, in, in two state players' hands and, and converting on third down and keeping, you know, third down at third and two, third and three, third and four. Because if it's third and nine, third and ten, it's going to be a long day, I think, for, for the NC State offense. Yeah, absolutely. And um, that's been the case all year. And but on in like those third and short situations, they do so well. That's the thing; they thrive in those situations, right? Um, They're like one of the top. Yeah, Robert and I's like more creative play calling. Like I think shows in those like shorter yardage downs, because um, Dave Dorn said this on his radio show that um he he told like you know the team like no one could have schemed up an offense for how behind the sticks they were against Duke. Like there, there's just no one and. In, in the world that could have like it, it, it was just you, the offense was in too many long down and distance situations right so you got to avoid that and a big reason why that is going to be difficult to do is Tyler Davis Tyler Davis is arguably the best defensive tackle in the country he has um, 31 total tackles this year four quarterback pressures and why those stats might not totally jump off the page they should because he's a defensive tackle and, um, you know, he, if you look at the advanced numbers, holy crap. He ha- First, he has not missed a tackle this season. Just nothing. Just hasn't. Um, his run defense grade is 90.3, according to PFF. That is number four in the country. So really good player, a true disruptor. And he is a huge reason why when you see NC State's offensive line go out, Tim McKay is going to be playing right guard. Tim has been arguably – I'd say the best um, offensive lineman for NC State this year, him or Dylan McMahon. Um, and now you have both of them playing next to each other and um, kind of managing that point of attack against Tyler Davis, against um, you know, Peter Woods is a really talented freshman for them. Um, so you, you have um, a really interesting battle up front there. It, this is the first time really that Tim McKay is going to have extended time at guard other than the Louisville game. So it was interesting to see how he fares. Um, yeah, so then, I mean, with all that said, it's like, all right, how, how is NC State going to generate generate a rushing attack? Um, I think you have to rely on, um, you know, Michael Allen and Kendrick Raphael to get kind of bounce outside, get some stuff going outside. 
because it's going to be really tough to run between between the tackles. And to um, compound those issues, um, Clemson has a cornerback, Nate Wiggins, who is more than capable of shutting down one side of the field, right? He has only allowed seven completions in seven games this year, and that's on 15 targets, and he has only given up 39 yards on those seven completions. He's a really good player, probably – you know, top 10 draft pick type of guy if he decided to be early. Um, he plays overwhelmingly on the outside. He has, like, only a handful of slot snaps. So he's probably going to end up matched up against a Terrell Timmons or a Keon Lassane for most of the game. And um, I fear that he might be able to completely take his matchup out of the game. All right. Well, Noah, that, that was a big uh, bucket of water of negativity. Um, on talking about Clemson's defense, I'm one reason to be optimistic about NC State's offense going into this match. It might be the obvious choice, but coming off a of bye week, they're going to be you know upset. They want to correct what didn't go well against Duke. It might have been you know the offense is one of its you know worst showings of the year when you kind of put it all together. Just being not, they were able to move the ball to their own end. You get to midfield and they couldn't do anything. And I think that's kind of the biggest, you know, thing. But I think a week, the bye week came at a really good time. Everyone said that, you know, the past two weeks, saying that it's, it's going to be really good to get that bye week through. And I think this is an opportunity for NC State not only to get the, the bad taste out of its mouth about, you know, the Duke game. It's a good Clemson team coming in and a sold-out crowd, a 2 o'clock game, so middle of the day. Um, I think it's an opportunity, NC State, to get back in the winning way and do it, make a statement win against Clemson. I, I think that this is an opportunity for that. It's also an opportunity for players that, you know, might have seen snaps drop off or things. They might get thrown back in and, and kind of feature some stuff against against Clemson. You can look at a guy like Drew Serene, who when he's given an opportunity, he played really well against Notre Dame. If they give him another, you know, he hasn't really seen much since. But I think this might be a chance to throw somebody out there who a lot of teams haven't seen a lot of and see what they can do. And I think he might be a guy that they can do that with a little bit as they're still kind of searching for that, that number two wide receiver. Yeah. And um, coach Dorn on his radio show last night kind of hinted at that. Um, there are going to be personnel changes. There's going to be positional changes as well. Um, and, and he said that was just the product of people earning reps in practice. And to me, that screams juice Vereen. Like I think he has, like we, we talked about it last week. I think he's going to be a breakout player in the second half of the season. So um, he's definitely someone I could see having like, you know, really showed out during the bye week and, um, you know, playing his way into more playing time here because uh, like, like we've said previously, man, I think he is like the second or third most talented receiver on this team. Definitely has the potential to be. So it'll be interesting to see how he, his role expands and, you know, other guys like Anthony Smith is someone who has really earned the coach's trust over the past couple of weeks. He's you know, one of the fastest guys on the team, can take the top off of defense. Um, he got three targets last week. Um, none of them were completed, but um, it's clear that he might be carving out a little more of a role here. So that'll be interesting to see how that wide receiver rotation changes and gets adjusted. Um, and before we go to break, Noah, we're going to do what we do every week and give one key to the game, one thing that could decide this matchup in NC State's favor or Clemson's favor. Um, Noah, what is one of the most important things you're going to be looking out for against the Tigers? 
containing the run. I think that's going to be big, you know, and Conversation has done a really good job running the ball this year. You know, when you look at their numbers, they have, you know, Will Shipley ran for 114 at Duke to start the year, but, you know, he had 73 yards against Charleston Southern. You know, Phil Maffa, he had 42 against Fort Atlantic, the game that they, you know, won by a lot. They just played a lot of guys. He also had 69 at Florida State. So, I mean, they can run. Will Shipley had 97 at Wake Forest against Wake Forest and then, you know, 44 against Miami. And Miami was able to come out with the wins. But I think holding, you know, these guys that are they're, they're elite backs, you know, to under that 50-yard mark, I think, gives NC State a pretty good chance of winning the game. I'm not saying 50 yards for the game, but uh, combined for the team, but I think if you hold Will Shipley and, and Phil Moffitt under 50 yards each, I think that's a, it's a good starting point for the defense to, you know, shut down that Clemson offense. Shoot, yeah, man. If, if they do that, then um, NC State will win the game. I feel pretty confident in saying that, absolutely. Um, it's a tall task. I mean, Shipley's a talented running back. Moffa is too. So um, it, it'll be interesting to see. But um, I, I, I've liked what NC State has done against the run this season, except for, you know, it's been harped on by pretty much everyone, those explosive plays. And um, I don't think you can really afford to give up more than a couple of those in a defensive battle like this is probably going to be. So um, my key to the game is capitalizing on short fields for the offense. So I think the defense is going to play great. I think it is going to play its second best game of the season, only trailing the uh, you know masterful performance against Louisville. I, I think NC State will hold them to less than 20 points. And because of that, I think – the Wolfpack offense will have the ball facing short fields quite frequently. And that just lends the question, how does the offense capitalize on those opportunities? We, we saw the offense, you know, move the ball to, to around midfield, but then nothing happened after that, right? We saw that over and over again against Duke. Um, the only scoring possession set up by Shaheen Battle's interception lasted, I, it was three plays for um, zero yards, right, Noah? Yeah, four plays, zero yards, and a field goal. Yeah, and that took a record-setting 57-yard field goal by Braden Narvison to um, you know get the pack on the board. Got to move the ball better than that, it goes without saying. So I think since Clemson does turn the ball over a lot and they are facing one of the most opportunistic defenses in the ACC, that NC State will take advantage, and they will generate a couple turnovers. The issue is, can NC State turn, you know, a ball where they get it on the 25, can they punch it in for seven instead of settling for three? I think that is going to be what determines this game. And NC State is one of the best teams in the country at scoring in the red zone. So we'll see how that all works out. And um, all right, after the break, we're going to come back with our predictions. We're going to pick the spread, the over-under, and a couple you know statistical predictions here. But before we do so, I want to thank our sponsor, Game Time. GameTime is a ticket buying and selling marketplace. Um, if you're like me and you like to wait till the last possible minute to buy tickets, um, GameTime is the one for you. It is perfect. It has the cheapest prices, and um, you can find it on the GameTime app or GameTime.co. That's not GameTime.com. That's GameTime.co. And my favorite part about it, and if you are watching on YouTube, you can see this. Is it? I'm holding up to the camera, and you can see that you can see your view from your seat before you even buy the ticket. It's my favorite part of the app. Um, it takes you know a step out of the process. I can know exactly what it would look like from my seat before I buy the ticket, which is super helpful. I really appreciate that. Um, 
right now, you can go to the GameTime app or GameTime.co and use code WOLFPACK for $20 off your first purchase. That's all caps WOLFPACK. You know, they're a great sponsor of our show. We really appreciate them. And um, so please, if you're going to buy a ticket for um, whatever game you're looking for, if you're trying to go to the Clemson game on Saturday, go to the GameTime app. Go check it out and use code WOLFPACK, all caps WOLFPACK, for $20 off your first purchase. All right, Noah, let's dive back into it. The spread for this game is a, in my opinion, shockingly high 10 points. NC State is a 10-point home underdog to Clemson. I get it's Clemson. I get that, you know, NC State has not been great this season. 10 points seems really high at Carter-Finley Stadium. I don't care that they're 4-3. and three. That, that place is going to be rocking. It's going to be a sellout. But this team, all, all the pack wants to see is a glimmer of hope. And um, if NC State can do it, give that to them, it's going to be a loud, packed house. It always is for Clemson. Um, so, you know, having Carter-Finley out there, the players told me themselves this week, they were like, hey, like, like when, the, when, the, um, when Carter-Finley's like rocking, it helps. It makes a difference. So it, it'll be interesting to see. I, I think that's worth three points alone. I would not have this line any closer to 10 points. So it's not any surprise that I think it's going to cover. I think they will cover that spread. I don't think they're going to get blown out by Duke. I think it's going to be a very close matchup win or loss. Um, no, no. What do you say on um on the spread? Yeah, I think they cover. You look at it; these two teams are very similar. I don't, you know, I, it's kind of hard to see a ten point favorite. I think a lot of it is, you know, a name brand for one team, and then the other team just didn't play well its last time out and hasn't played since. So I think that's probably where they, they get this, you know, spread from. But I think uh, NC State covers this pretty easily. Yeah, and then so we have the um, over-under, and it's 44 points, which kind of seems high, especially considering the spread, right? Like we talked about that off mic. Like if, if you if you think um, in-state's going to lose by 10 and the spread's 44, then shoot, like you, you really think that in-state's going to score like no points in this game. So it's interesting. Um, I'm actually going to pick this to go under. I think this is going to be a teens against like teens kind of matchup. I don't think either team will reach the 20 point mark. It's going to be a really close one. Um, so Noah, what about you? What do you think for the over under in this contest? Under. I mean, you look at these two teams, defense is what their strength is. And I just have a hard time think, seeing 44 points get hung up on the board. All right, let's put the cards on the table, Noah. Give us your score prediction for NC State versus Clemson. Hear me out. NC State defense is good. We know it. We know what they're getting out of it. Clemson's defense is good, but both teams' offenses kind of up and down this year. I think final score will be nineteen to thirteen. NC State. There's going to be a lot of field goals in this game, probably, just because of how stout these defenses are. But I think State can capitalize on some turnovers with short fields. You know, I think you, they will need to find the end zone at least one time. Um, but somehow they're going to get to 19 points. Um, you know, math isn't my strong suit, but that, that tells me it's one touchdown and like four or five field goals. So, uh, 
Four field goals, I think, if my math serves me. Yeah, four field goals. Math is good. So 1913 Wolfpack will earn their second win over Clemson in the Dave Dorn air. And it'll it. be win number 100 for Dave Dorn and tie him at win number 77 at NC State. Which would be um, tying him for the winningest all-time in Wolfpack history. Huge milestone for him. Um, so going off of that, before I give out my score prediction, I did want to mention that if it does turn into a, um, a field goal battle and NC State is like getting stops in the red zone, forcing kicks, the pack has the advantage. Braden Narvison has been a good place kicker this year, has a serious leg. Um, like, honestly, he's probably putting together a uh, like Lou Groza type campaign, eight, eight for 11, I believe, on the year. Um, and Clemson's kicker situation is a lot different. It is one of the more unique situations I've ever seen where place kicker um, Jonathan um, Whites, he, he was not on the team to start the year. He was um, ready to, you know, start a, start a job somewhere. And um, Dabo called him up in September and was like, hey, we need you. So he joined the team. Um, and their kickers have not been good. Um, him and Robert Gunn the third have combined to make six of 12 field goal attempts. They've only converted one try beyond 40 yards, and that was a 41-yarder. And um, so if you can hold them the field goals, like maybe that, that's a that's a pretty serious edge for NC State there. So it just emphasizes the importance of red zone defense and stopping that and stopping the Tigers, you know, when they cross the 50. Um, kind of going off of that, I think NC State will hold up in the red zone. And I think when it gets in positions to bend and not break, it will do well. But I think it's going to break a few a few too many times. I still think those explosive plays are going to be an issue. I um, worry about their explosive tight end. I worry about Phil Moffa and Will Shipley breaking off a couple runs. And um, I see them, you know, putting in the end zone a couple times, adding a field goal or two, and that's the difference. I think Clemson's going to win a very close one. I believe I had it as um, 20 to 17. Um, I could e- easily see it being like a 17-14 game. It's just it's not going to be a high-scoring one. It could go either way. It probably will be decided on like a field goal here or there, an explosive play here or there. Right now, I just haven't seen enough from NC State's offense to give me any impression that they can – get anything going against this Clemson defense, especially a front and a secondary as talented as the Tigers is right now. So I have them losing a close one, but there's absolutely a possibility that they could um, pull off the upset here. No, no doubt about it. I, I, I mean, especially at home, it's um, one of those games where I think the crowd will play a role. It's going to be a good old-fashioned defensive battle. Um, Tony Gibson's going to love it. And um, it'll be a um, it'll be a fun matchup for the pack. All right, before we get out of here, let's run through a couple quick predictions. Um, Noah, who's going to lead NC State in receiving? Receiving? We're going to go with uh, Old Reliable, Kevin Concepcion. He's led them all the way so far, except one game or a couple games. But he's their leading receiver overall in the end of the season. This, we're going we're we're to ride with with Kevin Concepcion. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going with KC, too. I mean, um, like I've hint, I said earlier, Clemson's outside corners are talented, really solid, um, and uh, KC 
is going to probably get the ball in his hands a lot um, because I don't I think it's going to be really tough to throw at um, outside receivers in this matchup. So he'll definitely lead in state and receiving, in my opinion. Um, what about rushing? Rushing, we're going to ride with Michael Allen. Yeah, you know he, he's run well at times this year. I think he is, you know, the number one back. Um, you know, he can do it all basically, and except pass protection. But I think he he'll lead them in rushing. And Kendrick Raphael, I think, gets an increased workload this week, and a bye week helps get him back to full strength. Um, but, but I'm gonna ride with Michael Allen, the sophomore. Yeah, I, I hate to keep it um, all chalk here, but um, I, I think Michael Allen's the clear answer here, especially when you're going to need someone who can you know, get outside, bounce it outside, and you know, pick up some tough yards after that. I mean, um, yeah, he, he's, he, he's going to be the guy that I'm primarily watching. Kendrick Raphael, I definitely think his snap count's going to go up. Um, I'd watch for him to be used in the passing game a little bit more. Um, they used him a little bit towards the end of the Duke game in that role, and, and he did pretty well. So I'm keeping an eye on that. But, uh, yeah, Michael Allen um, leading the uh, team in rushing is the most likely scenario. All right, to round out um, our day, uh, <laughs> I mean, this is another um, pretty easy one. But, no, who's going to lead NC State in tackling? Well, I think there's one guy that everybody knows. He's led them in tackles every week. He is this heart and soul of the defense. Peyton Welton does it again, shows up again in a big-time situation. And, you know, he's going to be really key in, in keeping NC State close and, and, in my case, you know, helping them to a win. So Peyton Welton's going to lead the way. But I do think after him at Duke saying at times it feels like there's three players on the defense, I think it'll be a more balanced tackling approach. I think guys will rise to his, his challenge of saying, hey, I can't be the only one out here doing things because he had 11 tackles. The next closest was four, I think. So it's something I think, you know, he might have 11, 12 tackles, but I think somebody else has eight or nine. And it's going to be, it's going to be a little bit more balanced and not have him feel like he's the only one out there. Cause he basically said that without actually saying, I feel like I'm the only one out here. So I think Peyton Wilson does it, but I think there's a few guys that that step up right behind him, whether it's a guy like Sean Brown, Caden Fordham, somebody's going to step up behind him and, and really help, you know, carry that burden of making tackles. Yeah. Devin Boykin is someone I could see getting close to double digit tackles in this game. He's a underrated run defender. He, he, you know, really enjoys the contact. He, he'll um, blow up a play and um, I think he'll be able to play, you know, more inside the box, a, a little closer to the line of scrimmage, just because um, I think Clemson is going to have to rely pretty heavily on their rushing attack against NC state. All right. Um, before we get out of here, Noah, um, you were at ACC tip-off this week. You saw both the women's basketball team and the men's basketball team in consecutive days. So um, before we wrap up the show, just w- what was your biggest takeaway from each media day? Yeah, we'll start with the women. They went first on Tuesday, and it was in the morning for, for NC State. I think the biggest takeaway for them is kind of, you know, it's going to be similar to the men a little bit, but this one is, you know, blending – their team together. They've got, you know, five players that has, are back. They've played a lot. You also have a lot of new, you've got what, six newcomers on the team, four freshmen and two transfers. So they kept talking about that, but I think, you know, biggest takeaway is they're really excited about freshman Zoe Brooks. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. the highest rated recruit in their class, number nine overall in the country by ESPN. Um, but, you know, Wes Moore said she's better than advertised. I think they've gotten a lot more out of her in practice than they anticipated. Good sign. 
I do think we'll see her a lot on the court this year. She'll be able to play at the point and kind of, you know, take Sanaya Rivers, you know, let her, you know, do a little bit more scoring and things like that. So I think that from the women's side, then from the men, it's all about the transfers. Seven transfers on the team. It's a lot of new faces. It's over half their, you know, their scholarships are new. So I think that'll be interesting. And they were talking about, you know, it's really competitive practice. Um, and that's a good thing to see, especially with a lot of veteran players. You're going to expect practice to be competitive. People are earning minutes at practice. We'll see what happens. And uh, DJ Burns may have had the best quote of the day. He said he likes to work on his footwork. And so he watches Hakeem Olajuwon, but he goes, but he has the body of Zach Randolph, as he put it. So that was a funny quote. But, um, you know, overall, both teams seem excited. Both teams, you know, want to, you know, men want to continue winning. The women want to get back to their winning ways. They didn't, you know, did not have that last year. They want to get back to that ACC title game. And I think the way that they talked, they got a pretty good shot at it. Awesome. awesome. And um, to all of the listeners, Noah will be at the primetime with the pack event tonight at Reynolds. Um, you know, he'll, you'll get a chance to kind of watch everyone um, go through skills competitions and, you know, like I believe like a three-point shooting contest, stuff like that. Just a chance to watch um, NC State before they, you know, we get started here pretty soon, um, a couple weeks, and um, it, and it's basketball time. So uh, Noah had so many stories up this week from Media Days. Go check them out on the Wolfpacker.com um, because this episode's done. Um, so go check it out, Wolfpacker.com. Thank you all so much for listening to today's show. And, um, you know, please follow along on the website. We'll be back Sunday morning to talk about the game, um, break down everything that happened against Clemson, good or bad. And, um, yeah, thank you all for watching and listening. We, we really appreciate it. And thank you to our sponsor, Game Time. Have a good afternoon, everybody. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.